At the T-minus three-minute mark, tape recorders on board the spacecraft were turned on. These recorders record both voice and data. This is Rocket Shop Radio Hour. I'm your host, Caleb Humphrey, tonight filling in for Tom Proctor. Rocket Shop Radio Hour is Vermont's weekly local music show featuring artists performing live and sharing their unique personalities and inspirations. Rocket Shop is supported in part by an award from the Burlington City Arts Community Fund. Tonight's first guest are Eric and Ryan of um, Robot Dog Studios. Excuse me, uh, I misread that. That's um, Tim and Ryan of Rocket Dog, um, of Robot... Robot Dog Studio. Robot Dog Studios. <laughs> Sorry, it's been a rough night so far. Um, but they're here to talk about their new upcoming release that um, was just recently put out, um, which features um, a vast variety of local musicians and local talent um, that's been recorded at their studio. Um, how are you guys doing tonight? Great. Thanks doing, for having us. Doing wonderful. Thank you for uh, giving us a chance to show off this project. Yeah, yeah. No worries. Um, so where do we start with this? What do you guys have to say about it? Tim, I mean, why don't you just uh, tell us about your background and your show and how you came to start doing these yeah, I've, I've been a fan of music in town for a long time, and um, one time a friend of mine who had a, a works at the radio show WBKM um, invited me on, or invited me to come actually do a local music radio show, because he read all of the posts that I write about uh, local music on Facebook. So I started doing the show, and a bunch of uh, bands kept asking, hey, can we come on at your radio show and play? But th we didn't really have a good place to do that. Um, so early last year, or maybe the year before, right at the end of 2015, I approached Ryan because I'd met him out at many, many different shows and uh, played a lot of music by the bands that he records. You got to understand if you've been to a, any kind of live show in Burlington, you've probably seen uh, Tim's uh, silver hair. <laughs> um, he'll be right up at the front of the stage um, intently. Listening well, to fact. the bands. It yeah, started exactly. kind of as Brown uh, many years ago, but <laughs> <laughs> it's changed a bit over the year. Um, so I asked Ryan, can we bring bands in and maybe do uh, the recordings right there? So I knew that they'd sound really good. And mm -hmm. so we tried it out and it worked well. Then we brought in another acoustic artist and it worked well. Then it's like, oh, let's bring in a rock band. Yeah, we, we started with just a, a acoustic or like... A, singer and uh acoustic guitar or singer and piano yeah. and then we got a little more ambitious with with the full rock band yeah you yeah. knew you were onto something yeah then i really tried to challenge him by bringing in the dead shakers who had about eight or nine different players <laughs> yeah that's right brought in sue springsteen who have a singing drummer and ryan was like oh wow how do i make sure the microphone gets isolated enough so you hear the lead vocal <laughs> yeah yeah i i tend to tend to try to keep pretty high quality standards of the work we do at the studio mm -hmm. and uh so you're so I didn't mean to cut you off. No, but you're always um, on board then for these sessions, right? You're the one setting them up and yeah, yes. the audio quality 
pristine, right? Yeah, I mean, um, trying to make them sound like a little album, I mean, w- within reason. Um, we don't want them to be really too fussy. We want to be like a live show, really. But um, I don't know, just a bit of a perfectionist. So so really try to try to make them sound as good as we can. The other kind of cool thing is that Tim has had some bands in that haven't even necessarily had a good recording done. So it's sort of our sneaky chance to get a really high quality recording of some of these bands that have only been known for just having a great live show around town. And it's kind of a uh, kind of too bad when they, when they maybe they'll play for years and years and everyone will enjoy them. And that's awesome. But it also, it's wonderful when they can have a recording of some kind. So, yeah. and the Nancy Druids were really one of those that um, I'd seen them play a few times because Anne and Sean used to be in a band back in the '90s called Envy. So, I just kind of loved their sound, and they've been playing around for a couple of years, but they didn't have anything recorded, so I couldn't play any of their wow. music on my show. So I'm like, let's get them in the studio. Yeah. <laughs> so they were the third band that we had. Do they in. normally get to walk away with the recordings yes. as well? Or mm-hmm. okay, yeah. so. Um, yeah, they the put theirs right up on the their own recordings before yeah. um, th- this release, right? Right. Okay. Some of them just haven't. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you guys want to dive right in right now and uh, listen to a cut? Yeah. Why don't we play that Nancy Druid song by design? All right. Coming up.
Awesome. That was by design by the Nancy Druids, uh, a new cut from Volume 1, 2017, live from Robot Dog Studios. Um, I'm here with Ryan and Tim tonight. Um, they both played their part in putting this release together, and they're sitting down with me. Um, we're just talking about the new release. Um, so you've got a pretty wide range of local artists on this album, Tim. Um, how do you... Um, go about finding you know the different artists that you recorded do you know them personally are they friends do you um, are you a talent scout uh what's your method in a way yeah. in a way stalker <laughs> yeah well, i just love going and seeing music so a lot of times i'll go see bands that i know and then they'll play with bands that i don't know then i'll kind of learn music that way mm -hmm. um pretty sure every band in there i've seen at least once um, with the exception of Peter Burton, I kind of really didn't know what his music was like, but I'd met him and he kind of said, hey, can I come into the studio? And I'm like, let's give it a try. Yeah. Just <laughs> and kind he of just started in. playing. It's just like, oh, that's so good. Cool. Yeah, but I never have to worry that if these bands can play or not because they're sort of certified because if Tim was into them, then he saw them live and yeah, they're going to be you know, good. That's enough yeah. of a seal of approval. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, like Clever Girls, I actually hadn't seen at that point when I brought them it's in. It's true, there are some exceptions. Um, but I knew, um, I, I'd heard the album, so I knew all the songs, and I knew mm -hmm. that they were really good. And I'd seen 1881, and three of the guys from 1881 are in the band. Mm -hmm. So I knew that that was going to be, you know, they really knew how to play, and it was going to be good. And and uh, that was just wonderful. And the same was kind of true with Matt the Nat and the Gators. Mm -hmm. um, I'd seen Matt play solo, and I've seen all of Matt Hagen's other bands uh and so I thought that might be kind of a really cool thing. And, and that was just a pretty exceptional show, I thought. Yeah. yeah. Certain well, members of certain bands have a track record, so can certainly depend on them to deliver. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some people just are talented enough. You know, you can just trust whatever's going to come out. It's going to be worth listening to. Yeah. And all the other bands I'd seen probably several times and just kind of uh, as timing came up, just kind of made some requests. Hey, do you want to come in? And people are like, sure, let's do this. And mm -hmm. Do you do um, interviews from these sessions as well or yeah. is this primarily just the music? Yeah, um, we kind of do it as a quick hello, then play a song, then talk for a bit, then play a song. And we started with three, now we usually do four. Except for Black Rabbit, their songs were really short. I think we did five. Right, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, you mentioned uh, Clever Girls just barely. Um, would you want to play a cut from there? Yeah, um, that'd be cool. Their contribution? Hey, is there any interview clip too that might be fun? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we could um, do the intro interview. Yeah, titled <laughs> Wolf Wolf, and then it goes into the next track by them titled 45. So I was thinking that you guys were going to be a trio. Did you just add a bass player recently? <laughs> no, we didn't. Okay. <laughs> it's all an illusion. <laughs> um, we did. Toby, you want to come say hi? You're the newest clever girl. Hello. Hola. Um, Hello. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we decided to make us a little foursome, you know? Um, yeah, which, <laughs> which, when that happens, yeah, you just add another variable. Um, <laughs> we like to live dangerously. Uh, ooh, I too like to live dangerously. You know, getting the guitar on the records live 
Yeah, it was just, it, it was totally. It, it was more about like we, we had this record that I think we were all pretty proud of and we wanted to play it. As well, you should be. Um, you know, which, mind you, was recorded here at, at Robot Dog, which was pretty amazing. <laughs> and uh, through all of our faults, Ryan Ryan put up with us the whole time, which was amazing. Woof, woof, woof. Exactly. That's one of the reasons I wanted to do this at Robot Dog is I kept playing bands that are Ryan's recorded, and it's like yeah. he just makes everyone I sound good. So. Start a nice little label, but it's yeah. like he's good at it or something. <laughs> it's something like that. <laughs> Backers out there listening over the airwaves. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> who's growling? <laughs> <laughs> I don't 
Awesome. So that was 45 by the Clever Girls um, off Volume 1 2017 live from Robot Dog Studios. So what would you say are um, respectively your favorite tracks off the album? Like what are your favorite cuts? Which ones are the ones you guys could listen to all day? That's a good question. <laughs> oh, I could listen to all of them all day. Yeah. Um, obviously, uh, if you look at this, the listing, um, Dino Bravo, uh, the, their little clip says, this is Tim's favorite song. <laughs> and that's just one of those huge epic songs that no one had recorded. And so got mm. them in to play, play the song about the ocean. So it's pretty psyched. But uh, so many of the songs I love, like Cascade by Andrea and Ashobach just gets me. Um, any, yeah, I mean, a lot of them were, are, there are definitely some chill-inducing moments in, uh, in those performances. Um, and uh, I really loved uh, Tong Child by uh, the Dead Shakers, which was, uh, um, that was really fun because I think they had a, was it a seven-piece band? Or um, Let's see. Guitar, bass, drums, guitar, two horns, cello. <laughs> However many that yeah. is. There's a lot of people in my little studio. Yeah. and um, It was a full house. Yeah, and I, all these things seem like they're going to be very challenging to work with, but they had such a unique sound that every little, little piece had its uh, place in the mix, and it just that one came out really great and was, was really easy to do. Yeah, something about it really clicked. Yeah, it just they. I mean, they're a great band, and they had a unique thing. So, um, that's that's really. I don't know. The better the band, you know, the the easier your job the is. The easier my <laughs> job is. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so this is kind of a question, I guess, directed at Tim. But um, I've only been living in Burlington for about three years now, just barely even three years, um, and I've already noticed like certain shifts in the music here and how the scene operates and who's playing what shows. Um, it seems like, especially in the past half year or so, there's been a lot of creative energy and a lot of really productive people putting out releases. And you said that you, you remember going back to shows um, back in the 90s. You had friends who and played 80s. in different... And, and 80s, too, um, who played in different bands. Um, but I was just curious about like your thought on... like music in Burlington right now and different waves it's gone through just because I think um, it's just interesting to hear other people's perspectives on how the music ebbs and flows around here. Yeah, when I was young, a lot of the local bands were just kind of the blues rock sort of bands. Um, then kind of punk and new wave happened. So like Pinhead and The Decents came out and started playing in those kind of genres. And then The Wards came out and started a whole huge punk scene. Um, and it's been a kind of a snowball effect where all types of music have been really represented. And as every year goes by, there's, you know, people move into town and out of town, bands break up, uh, bands get together. And it's just this, it seems like it's getting, like there's more and more every year. And so it's kind of a giant snowball that's heading upwards, I think. <laughs> yeah, it kind of feels like that. It feels like um, just people are either more organized now or there's more people moving to Burlington, but it just seems like yeah. there's more and more shows happening every single weekend. I think lately the, the basement show scene around town is really blowing up. Yeah. And um, just, I don't know, it is, I think it is a snowball thing because there's just good things are happening. And more good things are happening, and, and if you're people out are 
seeing music, you can be like, oh, I want to do that. And then you'll look around and you see that you can. So you just figure it out and then you're in a band. And <laughs> Yeah, I feel like in Burlington, especially because we're in Vermont, um, everyone's very friendly and yeah. it's easy to to book shows and things like that but people are also kind of receptive to new music in a yeah, lot and of sometimes ways. I've yeah. been out at shows and like you know someone breaks a string and someone grabs the guitar and hands it to them and restrings right, their or guitar. everyone in the audience will throw their <laughs> guitar strings on stage or breaks a snare drum and has someone actually go and pull a snare drum in that happened a couple of weeks ago <laughs> yeah yeah and I just think it's interesting with like NNA tapes as well I feel like yeah. that's kind of put Burlington on the map in a certain way because they've gotten a lot of uh positive um reception online as well and they're doing something very unique so yeah it just seems like lately there's a lot of um creative energy going around burlington yeah i agree totally yeah Yeah, and then there's some people who are like so creative they're in like you know five different bands (laughs) yeah like uh matt hagan's a great example because he's in the high breaks he was in a band called Lenway that i totally loved Mm -hmm. um he does kind of his own thing um, he did kind of his own solo shows. Then he started out this new thing called Matt the Nat and the Gators, but it's really just him. Mm-hmm. The Gators are his songs. Yeah. <laughs> Although this one, when we brought him in, they were Matt the Nat and the Gators featuring Miss Saxy on saxophone, of course. Cool. And so sometimes you get one person who's just a giant little creative force unto themselves. Yeah, they're their own world. And there's a bunch of people like that, too. Yeah. Do you want to play um, one of Matt's tracks? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think he had a really great intro on that, too, that really describes the song beautifully. Yeah, let's go with that one. Let's go with um, Matt the Nat and the Gators featuring um, Miss Sexy. It's titled, uh, oh, this is an interview clip titled Lot of Gators, um, and then it leads into the track A Cut in the Night Sky. Lot of Gators. Lot of, <laughs> lot of Gators. And the, ga- the Gators keep coming. Oh, want to unleash another gator on uh, on everyone here? Yeah, let's do um, a cut in the night sky, and it's sung from the perspective of a man in a vessel orbiting Earth. He's kind of in the circumstance of impending doom, where mm. he's out of fuel, out of. Um, any physical properties that will keep him orbiting Earth or entering the Earth's atmosphere safely. So he's giving in to the inevitable that he's going to burn up in the atmosphere. Wherever in the hemisphere this happens and it's nighttime, it will be essentially a shooting star. Hence a kind of a cut in the night sky.
thousands of miles today Up and down any which way All the blue light is bending A pillow that combs my eyes with gold So that was A Cut in the Night Sky by Matt the Nat and the Gators featuring Miss Saxy. Um, it's a new cut off um, this new release, uh, Volume 1, 2017, um, 
WBKM live from Robot Dog with Tim Lewis. Um, Tim Lewis is here tonight with me, um, also with Ryan, the engineer from Robot Dog. Um, yeah, I'm about ready to say goodnight, but is there anything else you guys want to say to talk about this project? Um, any last shout out? Well, yeah, just thanks so much for having us on. Yeah, thanks. But um, also, we do these little guerrilla style GoPro videos of each um, session, so you can you can look up live from Robot Dog on YouTube and also catch videos of these shows. So definitely check those out. We also have a podcast of um, the shows. It's on iTunes. And I think that's about it. When is your uh, local radio show on? Um, my show's on Thursday nights on WBKM.org um, from 9 p.m. till 11 p.m. or so. Sometimes I run a little late. <laughs> Yeah, thank you so much for stopping by tonight. It was a pleasure. Um, I hope everybody listening makes sure to check them out. These two guys are making things happen. And it's pretty exciting just to be able to see where it goes. Um, up next is local act A2VT. Um, we're going to take a quick break to get them ready. Um, we'll be back momentarily. <laughs> 